You are now listening to Smoke After Dark. <laughs> Welcome to Smoke After Dark. I'm your host, Preston Olson. And tonight, we are back to the paranormal report number two. Now, in this podcast, you will hear exactly the following. We begin with ancient pyramids in Russia, older than Egypt's. We move on to the Jerusalem syndrome, how that's affecting people and how that will become a theme in the warm months ahead and we finish our show with a new theory that has been born that we travel to parallel universes when we dream all that and a little bit more tonight's paranormal report something that could write human history is undertaking in the Kola Peninsula located in Murmansk, area of Russia's European portion. The Barents and White Seas flow across it. The area is around 100,000 square kilometers. The north has tundra vegetation, whereas the south has forest tundra and taiga. The peninsula's climate is somewhat chilly all the year. Many of scientists who made a scientific expedition to this enigmatic place believe that the Koala Peninsula may be the ancestral home to Earth's most ancient civilization. Scientists' discoveries of step pyramids and massive stone slabs that were precisely cut 9,000 to 40,000 years ago provide compelling evidence for this incredible idea. So, Who's responsible for all of this? Archaeologists have studied intriguing pyramid structures on the Koala Peninsula, which have the potential to rewrite our history. The pyramids have been built with precision and are thought to be at least 9,000 years old, which could be even older than the Gobekli Tepe, the world's oldest temple. The earliest known investigation of the Kola Pyramids took place in the early 1920s when Russian scholar Alexander Valishchev Barachchev arrived with a scientific team to explore the enigmatic undiscovered ancient monuments in Russia. Barchenko became persuaded that the Kola Pyramids were built by the lost civilization of Hyperborea a mythological island according to the ancient Greeks. According to Diodorus Sisulus, from 90 BC to 30 BC, a Greek historian, he claims God Apollo visited the unknown country of Hyperborea on a swan-drawn chariot on a regular basis. Another interesting note about this archaeological find 
according to Barchenko's view. People came from the northern areas around 12,000 years ago. A massive flood drove Aryan tribes residing there to flee the area during the so-called Golden Age, which occurred around 10,000 to 12,000 years ago. The Aryan tribes left the Kola Peninsula and traveled to the south. Inside the Kola Pyramids, there are unknown voids and chambers. The article in Ar- Archaeology World goes on to tell us that is a very nice piece that's written here. According to one of these team members, Russian experts viewed the pyramids from a helicopter. But owing to extensive foliage, not all buildings were visible from the air. Their chopper nearly crashed, but they made it to the old site and studied these strange buildings. The Kola pyramids, according to Russian geologists, are two 50-meter-high structures linked by a bridge and aligned to the cardinal points. And in closing about the pyramids, the Russian pyramids' function purpose and who constructed them are still unclear. They might have been utilized as an astronomical observatory in ancient times or might be used as sacred ground. For now, what is known about the Kola pyramids is that they are far older than the Egyptian pyramids and their presence adds another intriguing segment to human history. In the end, the enigma of the Russian pyramids and the Kola Peninsula has remained unexplained to this day. I want to thank the Archaeology World team for that well-written article. And I uh, gave you tidbits of it, so I'll link the whole thing in the show description. But let's recap a little bit about these pyramids before we move on. And one of the main things that we see from these pyramids is that all this time, here lies another hidden gem. And there's only so many left on land when there's millions in the sea, you know what I mean? So when we look at these pyramids and who built them, they believe this ancient civilization did. But just as he, that comes into question with the Egyptians and how maybe they were put there by extraterrestrial forces, that question will arise again. Uh, when it comes to the hyperbole civilization and in this uh, hyperborea society in their civilization uh, that there isn't uh, a great amount of concrete evidence about but there is little known pieces and tidbits that we get uh, dating back to the classics in Greece Um, it's very interesting to see how this has developed and that these pyramids like the ones in Egypt and like the ones in uh, South America all seem to have one similar theme with the steps going up um, and that is something to be accounted for something to take note of Um, and I, I believe that these pyramids were built by hands and I don't know if I if we can say they were built by uh, human hands or not um, I think that's a question that will remain a question for as long as our civilization 
lives on. And I want you to leave your thoughts and comments about this segment. If you follow on Spotify, uh, you'll be able to reply there when I put the question up. And I'd appreciate that very much. And I'll be right back after this. In our next part of the program, we are talking about the Jerusalem Syndrome. How traveling to the Holy City can send you mad, according to a few researchers. Psychiatrists have a name for the sudden onset of delusion, the Jerusalem Syndrome, which was first diagnosed by Dr. Heinz Hermann in the 1930s. The Jerusalem Syndrome is usually benign, however, those affected by it have been known to cause trouble, such as the case with Australian tourist Dennis Rohan in 1969. Claiming to be on a mission from God, Rohan set fire to the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which led to citywide riots. Since this incident, doctors and law enforcement treat the bizarre behavior of the Jerusalem Syndrome with caution. Now, we have a story out of The Guardian, and I want to bring this all full circle here. This in The Guardian was written by Emines Sanner, a reporter from The Guardian newspaper, and on TheGuardian.com here, when we're talking about the Jerusalem Syndrome, we point to a recent disappearance of Oliver McAfee, a 29-year-old British tourist. What we know about him is they found his wallet after searching for him, his laptop, and some notes he had made, but it led investigators to believe that he just went out into the desert on his own for 40 days and 40 nights. He was a devout Christian. Uh, He's claimed to still be alive, so he is a devout Christian. It used to be more common in Jerusalem with this outburst of Jerusalem syndrome with about 50 cases each year enough for a psychiatric hospital in Jerusalem to become the designated treatment center for tourists mostly Christian affecting Protestant Christians uh, the most then uh, in small cases Uh, some Jews, and in very rare cases, affecting Catholics. Um, But mostly it's Protestant, Christian individuals that this affects. Uh, It actually became an episode in The Simpsons. On holiday in Jerusalem, Homer becomes convinced he is the Messiah. You know, it should be noted there are disturbing and dangerous effects of this syndrome. I'll link that entire article there. And you can see here that there's a little bit conflicting information from AnamaAlien.com where I first found this article. In the, the Guardian, it's reported that this doesn't affect healthy people. But in the Anama Alien article, it does say that this affects healthy people. So when you contrast these two, there's some differences in these articles. That's why I wanted to talk about these two specifically. Let's keep in mind in this uh, article for uh, the Guardian, the Jerusalem Zinger, that it, it does talk about 
the controversial idea that Anama Alien presents of this affecting healthy people just as much as unhealthy uh, people with uh, a mental illness already. It should be noted that the Israeli government says that they believe Oliver McAfee is still alive. Remember, this article came out in 2018. Following up on it, they still believe he's alive. He left his wallet, his laptop behind. So only we don't know what has happened to him. Uh, we only hope that he's all right. Pray for his safety. But when we look at Israeli psychiatrist Yair Bar-El, an expert on the condition, co-wrote a paper for the British Journal of Psychiatry in 2000 that described those affected. And this is where the controversial ideal idea comes from that um, the true Jerusalem syndrome um, that otherwise healthy people with no history of mental illness can arrive in Jerusalem as regular tourists and become disturbed. Um, so that is where the controversial idea stems from. So this is definitely something different, something I don't remember hearing about before and uh, something that I believe got uh, caught up in the wind and, and blew past us all. But I think one thing is clear, that there is definitely something that affects people uh, in the holy city of Jerusalem. Uh, that is without a doubt. And, and it, it, it may be uh, demonic, it may be spiritual, but whatever it is, it's definitely uh, something to keep an eye on, especially as the warm months approach. Leave your comments, leave your thoughts. Uh, if you uh, listen on Spotify or whatever uh, app you're on, especially Good Pods, that way I can see that feedback. Thank you. I'll be right back after this. Thank you for hanging with me. We are in the final stretch of the show. We are getting down to the nitty gritty. Where we have a new theory that suggests we travel to parallel universes when we dream. Out of AnomaAlien.com Every night humans have an average of 6 to 10 dreams. A few minutes after being awoken, these dreams are usually forgotten. However, what if there is an actual meaning to dreams that would make them more lucrative to remember? Modern science, as well as Native American tribes and Mexican nations, believe that we, or at least our brains, visit a parallel universe when we dream. This would explain why humans can dream in color and can sense with all five feelings of what's happening within the dream. It all starts with the existence of the multiverse, the idea that our universe isn't the only one out there. In fact, it is just one of many, if you believe in the multiverse. Within each of these universes is a new reality, one that, where similar to our own, is altered in some way by the decisions that we've made. This is a concept that scientists have entertained and explored for many years. However, a controversial 2010 study revealed evidence that there may be actually other universes in existence. So, when you may actually be experiencing at that moment, a glimpse in your life in a parallel universe. The dream itself feels so real 
as if you're actually standing there. Because in fact, it is real, just in an alternate world. This is the life that the alternate you has created. People often have a recurring dream about a place they never visited or even heard of. Perhaps such dreams are glimpses from what one experienced in a parallel universe. Sometimes people dream about events that have not yet happened, but will take place in the future. Such dreams could also be incoming images from an alternate world where you are living a different life. So those are some thoughts I have on this. You know, when they say we have six to ten dreams in one night, we usually remember one of those. We usually remember a, a piece of it, a part of it, if that. Sometimes we have no recollection of our dream at all. Um, and it feels like we didn't dream. Um, or a dream was suppressed. So in a lot of ways, this article hits the nail on the head. It's a very thought-provoking piece that really gets you wondering, how many dreams have you had where you've seen familiar faces, where you remember being around people, and all of a sudden you wake up? How do you remember some dreams where maybe you were fighting in the dream? Maybe you were chasing after somebody. Maybe someone was chasing after you. Um, if you've ever had any of those dreams, drop a comment. What about when you have a dream and then it becomes reality? How can these things be explained? We look, obviously, to God. We look inward at ourselves. We always look for a reason, an explanation. That's the human condition. That's what we're built to do. We're built to question things. We're built to seek out the truth. And it's obvious to me that if we can dream, we can believe. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our show for the night. And just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Thank <laughs> you.